Welcome to this, the fourth in the second series of Talking Terminal, a podcast to help you sleep. Today, new theme music, which I'm sure you'll hate, and some examples of some music I've been writing just for the fun of it, as well as two book reviews and some commentary on our times. I hope you enjoy yourselves. The first book I thought I might mention is a wonderful hardback called The Art of the Larder by Claire Thompson, recently published by Quadril. Um, a fantastic book. I tried cooking from it with one great success and one significant failure. Um, but that neither should detract or praise the book because that's based on my cooking. Essentially, the book comprises of a series of recipes based on what one might have in the broadest sense, the very broadest sense of a larder. So the contents include pasta and noodles, pulses, grains, um, flowers and spice. But it also includes stuff from the fridge and the freezer, as well as vegetables, meat, fish and sweet stuff as it is described. The one dish I failed was lamb kibber, uh, northern Cyprus dish apparently, uh, quite complicated to make and frankly wasn't worth the time or the energy. Uh, certainly the way I did it, it came out absolutely ghastly. But uh, that was more me, I suspect, than anybody else. Um, but a gorgeous book full of lovely ideas upon which one could build uh, many different recipes, as well as a fortified and solid larder, no question about it. Some very good things on pickling, very good things on baking, and just one of those books that's a treat to read as well as to work from. So I praise it and I suggest you get it. The second book I wanted to mention is Epping Forest Then and Now, a 500-page hardback uh, published probably by the newspaper um, industry uh, after the battle, Winston G. Ramsey with Reginald L. Folks, and it's mainly local newspaper cuttings from around the Epping Forest area. It's a fantastic book to dip in and out of. Really good fun. Loads of photographs, lots of history. And if you live in and around the forest or you simply want history of the surrounding areas, including the suburbs, so it's not just about the forest itself. It's about the Epping Forest area. <coughs> it's a glorious one to dip in and out of. I dipped, for example, into the Whips Cross area because I was interested in it because I grew up for about 11 or 12 years in the Whips Cross area and also went to school nearby. When I was a child there was a swimming pool, an open air Lido called the Whips Cross Lido and I wondered what the history of it was and it turns out that there is of course a history, uh, quite a complicated one and the book tells me all about it. Um, it opened in 1937 Major works had been undertaken to convert what had just been a hand-dug pond for dug by the unemployed in 1905 um, and became muddy and dirty. It had been converted into a proper Lido and was used an enormous amount between late 1930 and the mid-50s to early 60s. 
Sadly, then, open-air swimming pools seem to be in decline. And in 1982, the pool was closed and it was entirely filled in. So you see no remnants of it when you walk in the area around the hollow ponds. Just an example of what you can dip into with great photographs, sites of where the bathing pond had been, etc. Um, and photos from 1905 about the hand digging. That's just one of hundreds of examples of things that you can dip into. And I would strongly commend if you can pick it up secondhand. It's a really lovely book if you live in the area, well worth getting. So that's just a repeat. It's called Epping Forest Then and Now. And it's after the Battle of the Publishers and it's a newsprint publishers. The one thing I would say is you need to have a good pair of glasses uh, to read it. Uh, reading glasses if you have any problems with small print as there's plenty of it. Good. So to the music, which I'm sure you've been deeply looking forward to. I've been mildly obsessed with a particular melody motif that I've written as a result of the death of somebody I've known for very many years who died unexpectedly. And a lament had come to my mind, which I will play you in a moment or two. I'll follow that without speaking by a second piece based on the lament, which I was encouraged to do by the director of the course uh, that I'm doing at the moment, a music composition masters. And you'll hear subtle differences and you'll be relieved to know neither of them go on too long. After those two pieces, I'll come back to discuss the other obsession I'm experiencing at the moment. But enjoy these and feel the lusciousness of them as well as the pain.
I do hope you enjoyed both those pieces. You will appreciate the orchestration is different, the motif is the same, but somehow they reach a very different place, and I hope uh, it was a place or places that you relished. There was a real sadness in the writing of them, and they are not by any means finished, as you can tell. The other area of my obsession at the moment is learning about synthesizers, something I know nothing about. I've always been a instrument person rather than an electronic instrument person. But I've been using a synthesizer called Diva, somehow weirdly appropriate. And for reasons I can't explain, I've been mixing it with an African drum beat. Now, this is very much a work in progress, but one I hope lifts you from the doleful feelings left by the last two. Enjoy. I do hope you enjoyed that last piece and any comments you have on any three of those, please don't hesitate to email me. I'm always keen to receive comments, critical, positive, negative, constructive, preferably. I thought I'd end on a quick update on health and one other item. Over health, you'll be pleased to know I had my third infusion. No. You'll be pleased to know I had my 20th infusion, slip of the tongue, 20th infusion on Tuesday. My platelets had been taken as part of my bloods on Monday and were still rather low at 93. The normal minimum before you have an infusion is 100 and the platelets are the key thing to help clot blood. The average human being's platelets are at about 200, 240, but immunotherapy and chemotherapy have a real impact on the platelets and a variety of other things. And, and they do drop, but they bounce back with time. And the issue is how long does it take to bounce back? And if it takes too long, then the tumour bounces back. So that's the paradox which the chemotherapy has to struggle with and I have to struggle with and the paradox is just part of the treatment it strikes me. Regrettably I had a very difficult Monday night the night before the infusion platelets were not at their best at that point they were down at 84 um, and I found myself coughing up about 90 minutes worth of blood a most unpleasant experience when a blood vessel encroached upon in the bronchus by the tumour had, broadly speaking, been broached and left bubbly blood which needed coughing up. Not a pleasant experience, but it did heal itself after about 90 minutes, which was a relief. Because of the iconic nature of blood in the cinema and television, you, you know, if you don't feel well, you either drop down dead or you have to cough up a bit of blood, certainly in earlier cinema, to make obvious the illness. It's become part of our cultural norm to see blood coughing and tuberculosis, I guess, had the same impact. 
uh, as a very significant danger point. It is no such thing so long as it doesn't hemorrhage, from what I can understand, having spoke to doctors and colleagues at the hospice. But I've had my 20th infusion yesterday and that seems to have gone relatively well and I just await the side effects, peripheral neuropathy, changes in bowel habit with a certain anticipatory joy because you never know out of the 15 or 20 key impacts which set you're going to have and precisely when. But I have all the uh, medical kit to uh, offset them and I have the strength to do so. So I'll keep you posted on how that is. Probably the most infuriating aspect that I've experienced is hiccups, which are a common feature of uh, the oxyplatin treatment, the Kpox treatment. And I can hiccup for sort of four or 18 hours, which can be infuriating, particularly if you want to sleep. But you don't know when they're going to come and when they're not. <coughs> Nor when you're going to get a frog in your throat. I thought I'd end on a mildly contentious issue. I used to be responsible for the management of the asylum system and then the overall immigration system for a while. And I've read and listened to the Secretary of State at the Home Office, Priti Patel, her permanent secretary, Matthew Rycroft, present evidence at a number of committees, including the Home Affairs Select Committee and the Public Accounts Committee, which have been looking at issues to do with the placement of asylum seekers in army barracks. They are well worth listening to. They're available on the parliamentary website and the criticism made of the Home Office, levelled against it, appalls me. Not the criticism, but what the topic contains. The issue of the placement of vulnerable adults whose asylum claims have not been resolved in army barracks they sound overcrowded they sound very busy there have been a large number of covid cases within the barracks as a result contention about on whose advice it was safe to place all in the air and for me it's not the minutiae that counts it's the strategy that believes that people seeking asylum in the UK are not entitled to be treated in the most decent way possible while their claim is being decided I understand the complications about what happens when a claim is decided and is not agreed and that's not a topic I'm getting into today but the way people are treated while that claim is being decided is in my mind shameful if anything that is being presented by those committees is true and there is a real sense of truth about it. It's worth a listen, it's worth doing something about and I just mention it somewhat disappointedly because the civil servants I've worked with in the Home Office over many years are decent people trying to carry out decent policies for good politicians. Something somewhere is going wrong and needs to be attended to. On that note, I'll come to an end. If you've managed to get this far without falling asleep, thank you. And there'll be another podcast within the next two weeks. Enjoy the playing out music. <laughs>